Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. Good morning, church. Um, for those that don't know me, my name is Andrew and I'm part of the team here at Bridge City Church in Murray Bridge. Um, before we begin, I'd just like to pray. Father God, we we thank you that we can come into your house this morning and worship you. We thank you that your heart's desire that none should perish and all should be saved. We thank you that you are are a life-saving, miracle-working God. And you are the same yesterday, today and forever. I thank you for your word that you've given us, which is our guidebook for life. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here amongst us and we pray that you will have your way here today. Father, I pray that as I bring the word you have placed in my heart this morning, that it will cut like a two-edged sword deep into the hearts and souls of all those gathered here, drawing each person nearer to you. I pray all of this in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. This morning, I want to share... The story of the, of the lady who, who was healed from bleeding for 12 years. It's mentioned in, in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke. And I'd like to give acknowledgement also to Pastor Jeremy Griffiths for some of his, his words that I'll be using as well today. Now, a, little, a little bit of a, a backstory <clears throat> to place this, this event in this context, I guess. See, Jesus had just gotten out of a boat and a large crowd had gathered around him on the shore. A leader of the local synagogue came to him and stated that his daughter was dying. And he asked Jesus to come with him so that he could lay his hands on him, on her, and, and heal his daughter. Now Jesus agreed and he was on his way. And as you could imagine, a large crowd of people were following Jesus to witness him saving this young girl from death. Now we pick up in Matthew chapter 9 starting at verse 19. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I could just touch his robe, I would be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said to her, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. In Mark chapter 5, from verse 24, Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in a crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she'd only gotten worse, only gotten no better. In fact, she'd gotten worse. She'd heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of this terrible condition. 
Jesus realised at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched me? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who, who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realisation of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. In Luke chapter 8, from verse 42, <clears throat> as Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, <clears throat> Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. And when the woman realised that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. You'll notice in all three records of this event that Jesus turns to the woman and addresses her as daughter. In Jewish laws at the time, this lady would have been classed as unclean due to her constant bleeding for 12 years. So technically, she shouldn't have been in a crowd at all. She would have been excluded from her family and, and society. And I, and I guess I can imagine that kind of exclusion and the, and the length of that exclusion would bring with it some incredible emotions. See, this woman had been ostracised and, and felt unworthy. Her self-esteem would have been crushed and her self-worth non-existent. Her condition had isolated her from her family and from society in general. She needed more than just healing. She needed wholeness. The miracle of this woman touching Jesus, the hem of his coat, happened without a word without a prayer, or without the laying on of hands. But when the woman reached out and touched the Lord, immediately her bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. What the doctors couldn't do for more than 12 years happened in a split second. What it cost the woman her entire life savings 12 years of social and personal exclusion, being an outcast from society, nobody wanting to go, to go near her and surely wouldn't have wanted her to come near them because, because she was unclean. A bit like our isolation laws when COVID first came out. Nobody was really willing to go near anyone that had any cold and flu symptoms just in case they caught it from them 
Can you remember how isolating that felt? Can you imagine being locked down in isolation for 12 years? 12 years away from your family? 12 years away from your work? 12 years away from your loved ones? 12 years away from pretty much everyone? I can imagine it would be somewhat like being in a prison, locked away from life. And all of that was finished instantly in one touch of the hem of the robe of Jesus. In the crush of the crowd, Jesus, who is 100% man and 100% God, he knew who, he, who she was. He knew her condition and, and, he, and he wanted to do, do more than just heal her of her affliction. He called the woman out to do more than just confirm the healing. He stopped the crowd to commend her faith, to affirm her faith, to show the crowd that, that he was God and that nothing is impossible for him. As a work of restoration for this woman who, who had been afflicted for 12 years, imagine the crowd seeing what he had done. See, the, the crowd was stopped. He brought it to their attention when, when he could have let it go as a, as a silent miracle. He, he could have let her take his healing power and continued on his journey but, and not made anyone else aware of it. But he stopped the crowd and he turned around and he highlighted her so that her faith could be identified. Now he did this as an object lesson for us so that we can know that our silent cries, our silent desires, our silent pleas for help are all known to him. For he hears us and he wants to work in our situations <clears throat> as we give him the glory. He makes what is hidden known for all to exercise their faith. When I read these stories in the Bible, I like to try and insert myself into the activity. Um, I, like, I like to think of, of what they were going through, what sort of things were they facing. So just picture the scene with me. So Jesus had just stepped out of a boat. He landed on the shore and was on his way to, to deliver a young girl from death. The crowd was pressing in on him from all sides, expecting to see another person saved from death. And in the middle of all this commotion and excitement, the crowd buzzing with anticipation of what's going to happen, Jesus has brought healing to an unknown woman. No words were exchanged. Jesus didn't lay his hands on her. Jesus didn't pray for her. Jesus was in the middle of a large crowd, pressing against him on all sides. And then Jesus stopped. He turned and when he looked at her, his first word to her was, daughter. She was no longer anonymous. She was no longer an outcast. She was no longer unclean. She was no longer able to remain hidden. She was called daughter by Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord God Almighty the one who was and is and always will be. He called her daughter. He invited her into his family, into our family. And he did this as she reached out her hand and touched the hem of his robe. 
in Mark, we read that she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Have you ever been so focused on one thing and something happens that is completely out of the blue? Jesus was on his way to save a young girl from death. The crowd, it says in Mark's version, was large and, and, and the crowd had gathered all around him. And then it says that all the people, all the people followed and crowded around him. I can imagine a large crowd, possibly thousands, it doesn't actually say, but they were all pushing and bumping each other, trying to get close to the front, to get to the best point of seeing what's going to happen. And then Jesus stops. And when Jesus stops, the crowd stops with him. And Jesus turns around, for he had felt healing power go from him. And he kept looking to see who had done it. Although she knew she was healed, because she felt in her body immediately that the bleeding had stopped, the woman still trembled with fear. The years of isolation and rejection had scarred her. She came and fell to her knees in front of Jesus, and she told him what she had done. She had broken social rules by being in the crowd. Would Jesus condemn her? The secret touch requires public acknowledgement. The healing, it must bring glory to God. The woman, could, she could not remain silent. She, she must give praise to God. The miracle must be declared. You see, Jesus, he was not seeking to condemn the woman, but to admire her faith. His words must have sounded like music to her ears. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. This sympathetic saviour brings healing to her body, a pardon for her soul and restoration to society. The touch of faith provoked a tender response. Daughter, you're welcome in the family. The disease has excluded, had excluded you, but now you are in the kingdom. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Now the word healed means to, to be saved, to be recovered, or to be made whole. She was healed in her body. She was recovered to society, and she was restored to the temple. Jesus has healed her physically, socially, and spiritually. Jesus has, has reversed her curse. He's purged her plague, and Jesus has stopped her flow, like literally stopped her flow. He has allowed the untouchable to touch him, and she will never be the same again. It's important to know that he's looking to do the same for you today. Like I said earlier, I, I like to put myself into these, these stories and I could just imagine that Jesus, when he turned and saw that she was trembling with fear, I can see him extending his hands out and, and, and cupping the, the sides of her head and placing his hand just around her ear 
and looking lovingly into her eyes when he says, daughter, your fate has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Such comforting words after all the suffering that she had endured, all the harsh words, the comments, the harsh looks from people for such a long time, from using up all of her life savings to try and get well, but only getting worse. And then she hears about this man, Jesus. They call Jesus. She hears that he can heal people of all sorts of things. He can make blind people see. He can make lame people walk. He can bring back people back from the dead. He speaks, and it is done. She knows that if she could just reach out to him, if she could just reach the hem of his robe, she would be healed. But what she didn't know, that we, as, as modern-day Christians, have the luxury of knowing, if you've read the book, is that the healing from Jesus was activated by her faith in coming to Jesus. Jesus didn't immediately acknowledge who had touched him. But he knew that healing power had gone out from him. And when he turned around to speak with her, he stated, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Her faith made her well. Doctors couldn't. Social isolation couldn't. Being set apart from the entire community couldn't. Being called all sorts of different names, all sorts of different things, it couldn't. It was only by her faith that she could be made well. Only by her faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. She believed that Jesus could heal her. She believed that if she reached out to him, he would heal her, and he did. But she had to reach out first. She had to stretch out her hand and touch the hem of his robe. She had to initiate the touch. She is the one who had to push through the crowd. She is the one that had to risk being further condemned for, for who she was and what she'd been through. She was the one had to put all of her stuff aside and reach out for Jesus. Knowing that this was her last resort, knowing that this one act is the only act that she could do, this act of, of reaching out to Jesus was her last resort. She had no more money. She had no family or friends that could help her. She had to do this or she wasn't going to change. She had no option but to reach out to Jesus. There is no other way. She suffered for 12 years. She carried this burden on her own for 12 years. And in one action of stretching out her hand to Jesus, she was healed. Her life, never the same again. And it's the same for us today. It's the same for you and, and, and for me. No matter what we're going through, no matter what is happening in our life, reach out to Jesus. For like this woman, we have, we have heard about him. We have heard 
We, we have read the encounters of how he heals people, how he makes people whole again, how his word cuts through all the, all the stuff in our life. I had to edit that word, stuff. All the, all the stuff in our life. When we focus on being touched by Jesus, he will be there for us. He will come through. In Hebrews 13, verse 8, it tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to read Hebrews chapter 11 to get a greater understanding of faith and how it affects our Christian life. When we reach out and touch Jesus, our lives will never be the same again. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, when we accept that Jesus is one member of the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when we accept that Jesus was crucified on the cross, taking with him all the sins of this world, and this same Jesus was resurrected and now sits at the right hand of God in heaven, when we accept the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, resides in us. And this is the same Holy Spirit that provided the essence of our faith. When we accept this, like truly accept this, our lives will never be the same again. It's only when our faith is bigger than the the problems we are facing, when we know in our heart of hearts that Jesus is the only way that we can be made whole. When we choose to believe what we have heard about this man that they call Jesus, when we believe it is true, there is nothing that can come against us. But, but like this woman, we, we must be willing to stretch our hands out to Jesus. Nothing changes if nothing changes. We must be the ones to reach out to him. He's there. He's always there. But like this story, he might be on his way to help someone who has more faith than you. But the moment we reach out to him, he stops. He turns to us. He looks for us in the crowd. He he draws us into him, into his family. He then tells us that our, our, our faith has made us well. He then tells us to go in peace as our suffering is over. But, I love these buts. You must reach out. You must be the one to reach out. I can't do it for you. Your partner, if you have one, can't do it for you. Your parents can't do it for you. Your friends can't do it for you. Pastor Robin can't do it for you. Pastor Carolyn can't do it for you. The person sitting in the seat next to you can't do it for you. As much as we would love to, this is something that only you can do for you. See, my role here this morning is to encourage you to reach your hand to Jesus, to call on him for your faith. 
call on him in your time of need, no matter what the need is. There is nothing too big and nothing too small to bring to Jesus. And through personal experience, I can assure you he'll be here to help you in your time of need. Thank you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. And that as we come to you this morning and reach out in faith, you meet us where we are. That you will say, welcome son, welcome daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Now, if you don't know Jesus, or you've lost faith in him because of life's difficulties, I encourage you to reach out to him. For anyone that hasn't known Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, but would like to, let's all bow our heads and pray together. Lord Jesus, I confess I, have been, I haven't been walking in your ways. I am a sinner and I'm in need of your saving grace. I confess you are Lord of all, that you died on the cross for my sin and the sin of all people. I choose to turn from the ways of this world and I choose to make you Lord of my life. Please lead me and guide me in walking in your ways from this day onwards. Thank you for your love and your forgiveness. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.